Hey, loyal listeners, thanks for choosing Agency Intelligence Podcast Network as the place to get all the best podcasts in the insurance industry. You are appreciated. Hey, this is a Sunday morning special, and why it is is I'm releasing a, a podcast that I was on with Glovebox. They have their own podcast called Cease and Desist, and really it's a great podcast. You should check it out. And because I was asked to be a guest on this, and so many people have told me, hey, more people need to get to know that side of you. I decided to release this here. I don't know when you're watching, listening to it, but it is on Sunday morning for when we're going to release special episodes just like this. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Cease and Assist with the guys over at Glovebox where they interview me. You guys don't do things normal, so I'm assuming there's gonna. It's not gonna be a normal conference. What do we have? Like two, three hundred pinatas ready? And I think there's a there's a balloon. There's someone for balloon animals. That's me. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I keep saying this. Sean's gonna do a bake sale. I can make a dog and a snake. It's gonna be real good. Ridiculous. (laughs) All right, man. Let's get this started. And now this is the moment. Podcast fans around the world have been waiting for. Sponsored by Clubbox. It's time for the Cease and Desist Podcast. What is up, Cease and Desist Nation? Good to have you today. It is December 10th on a Wednesday, because that's what we do. On a Wednesday. Yeah, and we're starting this show without Ryan. Where's Ryan? <laughs> what is he doing? Gosh, what a loser. That's all right. This will go better. Now's our chance to talk as much shit as possible until he gets here. He's supposed to be up here in a couple minutes. I'm ready for it. I'm always ready to talk a little bit of shit about Ryan. I've got a little list if I can if I can open it up. Please, no, please. I'm Gosh, I'm any stories Ryan's we can great. get out ASAP? Um, no, I'm, I'm going to try here. and use all the verbiage that he uses and try and catch him off guard. He's like, hold on, that's what I do here. See what Perfect. we can do. And we got a very exciting guest here today. I'm excited about this. So, um, Mr. Jason Decas, Jason, what's happening, man? How are you doing? How are you doing, guys? Glad to be here. Thank you very much, man. The Cease and Desist podcast is a little unique. Um, we say whatever we want. Um, I love it. Punching bag, as I like to say. So now's your chance to get it all out. Um, first and foremost, what is the D in your middle name? What is your middle name? Uh, Douglas, actually. It's Douglas. All right. Well, that's very professional. That. Can't All stop right. it. Goodness gracious. I mean, when you market like you do, the phones never stop ringing anyway, so that's fine. And everybody in my office has already left, so it's going to just keep ringing. You know, when yeah. I got into the business, I remember distinctly Ryan saying this to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that will be a problem. He goes, the, the funny thing about leads, when you start to do this right, it's like a faucet. He's like, be careful what you wish for. He's like, you can't, but you can't turn this faucet off. So when you're going to go to Vegas, when you're going to go on a vacation, you know, be careful what you wish for. And when you don't have any leads coming in, you're like, yeah, right. That'll never be a problem. But then you hit that point and you're like, hey, oh, okay, you know, it's a, it's a problem you, you want to have, but, uh, but, but it's Stop true. whining. Yeah. There we go. Well, um, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on today is because we're, um, personally uh, affected in a most very positive way by what you've built in agency intelligence. And that mastermind group is super powerful. Uh, you bring some of the best of the best to from the industry into uh, a group and, and you do your brain share and you do your Facebook group and, and you're super influential on that side uh, by bringing people together, posing uh, what's going on in the industry. And we're grateful to be a partner with you. And we mm-hmm. want to make sure that you know that. 
Number yeah. one, uh, why did you start that mastermind group? Um, it, it was uh, well, it all started with starting the podcast in uh -huh. 2013, and then people were calling me out of everywhere, and they were like like-minded people. And, and then I thought about creating it, which I did. And it was a Facebook group and it was free. And I got four or five, 600 people in like a week. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Cause there was people in there that not trying to be rude, but just being real as we're supposed to be on here. There was a bunch of idiots on yeah. there. I mean, who were saying things that I'm thinking, man, if there's young agents reading this right now, they're going to be going down the wrong way. Completely. So I said, I'm going to charge $79 to, to, to stay in here. And literally 40% or 10% or of them, 40 people stayed in. And I thought, okay. So then we started building from there. And I mean, I'm going to tell you guys straight up. <laughs> I used to have these meetings, the very first meetings, and I'd get like four or five people that would get on and they really weren't on Zoom. It was on uh, like a conference call type thing. And like, I would invent that there were more people sure, that's at how the it goes. meeting so that, so that it seemed more seemed interesting. Bigger. So yeah. I already had questions planned from these other people. Hilarious. And, and what it would do is though, is it would get the real people on there yeah. to start talking to each Heck other. Yeah, man. That's a great and idea. And that's what started building the camaraderie, you know? And so, uh, um, we got, that's when we started it officially in 2015 and then um, after about a year, the agents were like, Hey, I want to meet face to face. Uh, and, and so there wasn't, there was only elevated at the time. There wasn't really a lot of others. So we created what was the time grow, grow lab is what we created it. Cause grow was actually the name of the business generating revenue online workshops. Okay. No one's really ever asked, uh, Hanley and I, we started that together. Um, and so that's why if you look on my LinkedIn profile, I say I'm co-founder of Agency Intelligence because truthfully, it really is Grow, which which Hanley and I founded okay. uh, together is, is, is how that went. And then he got hired by Trusted Choice. You're giving him way too much credit. I don't understand. You could have had what? this opportunity to own it and it could have been yours, but you gave him that, you know. Gave him half. Take I don't the get credit. It. We could edit it out. Yeah. yeah. Start over. Yeah. Now tell me how the story of agency intelligence and how does that work? Well, now, I'm, I'm interested now. How how many members are in there? There is a hundred and I think eighty two members. Cool. Now of agencies, there's probably a little over hundred and twenty, because it's an agency membership. So it's not a it's it's not an agent membership. I so once the agency's signed up, anybody can be a part of it. So there's a bunch of account managers and senior account managers and stuff in there. I really like that the having some skin in the game to get into the group. It's like anything. There's always that perceived value when you're going to pay for something. If someone's going to give you a free info product or something free online, it's great. You know, you'll take it. You'll, but usually it's kind of watered down. There's something there. And when you get yep. into Facebook groups, it could be a lot, like exactly what you said, Jason. It's a lot of spam. It's a lot of people saying the wrong thing. And you really want to control who's commenting, who's saying something of value and thinking yep. they're saying something of value. But you're like, man, you're going down the wrong path here. Uh, so adding a cost, you really get the buy-in of those people. And I imagine those those 40 people, are the, I, I, I would guess, are all 40 still there? Do you know? Oh, yeah. Most of them are. I yeah, bet. we we have only lost people because like they, they – uh, have left the industry, they've retired. Um, we, we've never had somebody just be like, hey, this isn't for me. I mean, so someone who left our group is probably not in the industry anymore. But yeah, it's a, it's more of a, it's more of a community. 
They're very, very mm -hmm. like I have actually, I mean, I, I believe in this kind of leadership guys. So I have a thing called champions action. So I've elected five, 10 board members who actually oversee agency intelligence and I give them ideas of what to do. And then they kind of tell me, Hey, let's do this and this. And All keep right. in mind, this is a private corporation that's owned by me, but I, I want it to be about community. I want it to be not about my ideas of where I think agency intelligence should go. Um, you know, I've, I've helped think of the network, the podcast network, but a lot of the other things that we do at Brainshare and other things have come from the champions action group, which works as a board that kind of helps me run agency. You're just hurting the cats, getting everyone together. Let's chat. Let's bring the good ones up to speak. This is awesome, man. Uh, mm -hmm. When we were at our first brain share this summer, we, um, gosh, it's so hard to organize events. Number one, uh, was that a, a stiff drink right there? Did you Dude, it's straight, bro. Yeah, it's Ooh. good stuff. But the more you do it, the better it gets. So just keep yeah. going. <sighs> do another like, one right now. <laughs> take whoa, a sip. Take it easy. Don't peer brush. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, we were proud of you. I mean, what you, I, that was our yeah. first one. And to have, that organization and I know your wife helped with a ton of it she probably did most of it um, but you know to get up there and lead that charge for two days or was it three days um, yep, gosh three, yeah. that was impressive and uh, yeah, uh, I was blown away I you know we, we went to a lot of events I've been to a lot of events out here when I was getting up and running and you go to events and sometimes it just becomes one of those things you go to you know you show face you kind of pop in but your energy level was just off the charts and you can absolutely see exactly what you preach you're not just saying it to say it and make it sound good that you really care about the industry and want to help people you could see it in your actions uh and yeah. and i remember telling you while we were out there how cool this was to 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 come to an event and i wish i had found something like this when when i was in insurance because i really felt yeah, like did. the only sounding board i ever had was Andy and Ryan, because anyone else I ever talked talk to in the industry was, candidly, I was just like, wait a minute, what are you doing? How are you even in this industry? Like, how do you even put food on the table with what you're talking about right now? I, I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally out there, dude. Totally oh, my gosh. He's here. We should... Look who joined us. Sorry. Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap up the list really all right. about all the all that was it. Am I fired? Did I get dismissed? <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> What's up, Jason? What's up, man? Sorry, man. Tell us why you're late. Well, first and foremost, diarrhea is a perfectly acceptable answer. <laughs> no, my daughter's being put in special ed for reading, so I had to go with her. Teacher. We got to go beat up and whatnot. We got to go beat up a teacher. Well, she like lost her whole last year because we didn't do anything during COVID. So you know, yeah. she's behind on reading. That's what it is. My son's in. My son uh, is a special ed in math. Kid can make, he can make his solid B's and everything else. But yeah. man, I tell you what, he can't comprehend. And I wasn't good at it either. So yeah, you know. I tell him, you got a year and a half, get through it. So I like actively quit doing math junior year of high school. And I said, this is it. This is the end of the road for me. And I just yeah. knew from here on out, wasn't doing math. But um, it's funny, you talked about kind of this manipulation process of getting your group to where it is um, on the front end. Um, mm -hmm. I have a similar story. I was telling Caitlin, our producer over here, when I was 22, 23 years old, and I was going out and re uh, generating referral partners, I would lie my, about my age because they knew I was looked young, and they're like, how old are you, by the way? And I'm like, oh, I'm 28, I'm 58. 29, and I was really 22, 23, trying to generate business or earn their trust, right? So that's a weird uh, – I just kind of related because it's uh, you got to manipulate the process a little bit to get to where you are. Um, and it ended up being those, one of those things where I did turn – like 28 and they're like oh aren't you supposed to be like 35 now um but it ended up working so cheers to you and me yeah <laughs> school's a yeah, funny no thing problem. man like 
school is so uh, one dimensional, in my opinion. Like it's it's made to produce a specific type of of uh, professional. When in fact, like a lot of people don't take that road. Like I was I was not good in school, but it's not because I I didn't know the info. I just didn't really care that much. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> you know. But then I got I fell into sales, and I just sales is awesome, and I just it clicked, and I love sales so much. So I don't know. That's you right. never know. Yeah, Best I, out there. I wasn't getting paid. That. Maybe that's why yeah. in school. <laughs> Maybe they paid me better. Uh, let's take the conversation for a second over to the podcast itself. Um, who has been your worst interview ever? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm honest <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a real question, though. What do you do if you have a bad interview? Yeah, that's a great question. Man, it's really tough. I play all of them. I don't edit them. So it's very, very tough in that situation. I tell you what, I just had this guy um, and he we actually didn't go to the interview. I hit him the night before because he didn't fill out the form. And I, di I didn't know that he didn't fill out the form. I just said to him, I said, hey, are we still doing this? And he says to me, he's like, yeah. He's like, of course we are. I haven't canceled. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. And I was like, so I didn't get that till the next morning. And I said, hey, I, I need to, did you fill out the form? And he was like, he was like, what form? And he was like, seems like you guys aren't very, you're not very prepared. Maybe we should move this again. And I got to tell you, I'm not normally like this, but he just hit me right in the wrong part. And I said, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't do this. And we're canceling. And, it was, and, and so I have people like that. And while I'm on a gripe train, it's the people who call me and ask them if they can be on my podcast. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Yeah. And, all, and, and it's like, if you're like a cool dude, like I've had some people do that. And they're like just straight up agents. And they're like, man, yeah. I want to get on your podcast and we'll just shoot the shit about this and that. I'm like, okay, cool. But like people who are, they have a book coming out or you, they've got some other motive. They literally... They'll literally like call and ask. And those people I specifically will not let on my show. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and you'll see they'll do everybody else, all the, the other circuits. podcasts, but they don't, they yeah. don't do mine. You know, I'm you could have a, like that, you know, a you know? mo beginning yeah. of the year, you have a, a day of pitches. And if you want to be on my show, you Ooh, pitch. like a Shark Tank style. Pitch Can we play the Shark sell Tank me music? This pen, and if they yeah. can't sell you this pen, you're out. You're out. So I don't I know, like man. it, man. Your uh, best, your best pitch like to get that. on the, yeah. the, to get on the, the Jason Cass um, podcast. Yep. Should I ask you what your favorite episode has been? Can, yeah, can I can that? tell you that anyone, I've got a couple of them. Anyone with Billy Williams, cool. seriously, are absolute mind blowing. There's a guy by the name of Daniel Burris, who's a futurist. Um, that dude is incredibly smart. And he, um, man, he's incredibly smart. And if you listen to those things, that they're really phenomenal. He wrote some books in the 80s and 90s of predicting where we are now, and he's right on, and he sees different things. And the good news is he says that the future is relationships. So that's awesome. There we go. So I think uh, that those are really some of those that come to mind as being really good ones. All of those with Ryan Hanley um, are really, really there good. There it is again. You're in doing too much credit. It just came through my memories. Uh, I did one. It's called the story that I was never, t that I was told to never tell. And that's where I busted out the big eye, uh, for the way that they treated me. And I really never told the story, but in 2018, they did Hanley wrong as well. So I'm like, forget it. And so I know exactly what they did to Hanley. They did the same thing to me. So I went ahead and laid the story out. So, cause Hanley couldn't say anything and people were wondering why he had left uh, trusted choice, you know, and no one could say any, he couldn't say anything. 
And but I could and I knew exactly what they had done because they had done the same thing to me. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm over that and past that. But when you're asking about some of the best podcasts, I'll tell you, the, that is in the top three as far as download. Okay. Um, that went everywhere. I thought I'd get a lawsuit out of that <laughs> one after I did it. Um, my friends who even listened to it were like, dude, you may have went too far. And um, but that works I'm over that. That's uh, water yeah, right? under the bridge. I remember, I remember listening to you and Hanley on a podcast before I knew who you were. Like, I had no clue who you were. I had no clue who Hanley was. I was listening to, the, I think it was uh, uh, Bradley and Scott's podcast, actually. I think it was the four of you. Uh, and it was Christmas two years ago. I was at Disney World. And I was like, man, these guys' this banter is fantastic. Like, just the way they go back and forth about just, you know, random crap within the industry. I And I had no clue who you were. Like, it was, yeah, it was good, man. Your guys' banter is entertaining, to say the least. Yeah. So. But I will tell you that the podcast has absolutely changed my life. More than anything in my life, the mm. podcast absolutely changed the way that, um, the, the way that, I mean, I was perceived in the industry which changed my life into, I'll just be honest. I got, I got, uh, being on the inside of some awesome technology, sometimes getting it before people and even the most expensive technology, getting it at a discount, if not for free, that allowed that the podcast allowed me to get that stuff, you know, and allowed me to do things and know things. And it's, um, or usually I tell Hanley when him and I fail at doing something in the industry, it's probably because we're too far ahead. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because like that, that's an ego that that's been our problem in the past. The things that we were talking about didn't work. And then two, three yeah. years, everybody's doing that. Man, that's how we feel about Glovebox sometimes. We're like, man, are we are we too soon? Or are we too soon? Like these people There's have, a lot of truth in that with you guys. Yeah. Like these people Parish don't know what exactly. There's a lot of truth in that in a good yeah. way. Yeah, they don't really know what we're doing yet. And we talk about it all the time. We're like, these people, not even our current clients, a lot of them have no clue like what's coming and how this is going to all work. And then one day they're going to be like, oh, shit. This like, whole time. That makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's we, we deal with the same thing. Uh, I was just going to say on that topic, though, we, I haven't been getting anything for free with our podcast. Have you been getting anything for free? Yeah, we've been getting we've been getting sponsored yeah, for that, a while. It just comes to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's nice. Sean's I'm, Tesla outside nice. is super disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Much harder to get today. Back in the day when I was the only podcast, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, but now today there's so many podcasts out there that, you know. Right. Let, let that's why we have that. the network and that's why the network is awesome. Yeah. The podcast. And that's why I do that. That, to be honest with you guys, that's my next best thing that I think that I did. And I'm just, I'm talking about me. I never get to say this stuff, but I think about and the impact of the network yeah. because I saw these other smaller podcasts out there and they weren't getting the downloads. Downloads aren't big, but downloads mean impact. Yeah. Impact is what the name of the game is. And so whenever I see these others and they're getting 25, 50 downloads and we get that in the first hour of yeah. down uh, of releasing a, an episode, I thought, well, what good is it for me to just have this this audience and no and not these other people, even though we're all speaking to the same people? Yeah. So I was like, hey, you keep your own domain as well, but you come on our network as well, and boom, distribution. It blew and you guys up have and such a dynamic now, group of out there. And so what's crazy is is that my first podcast is was or my first podcast that I had was Agents Influence. Agent means it's actually the third definition means a chemical reaction and change. And then influence means giving a voice to those who have no voice. 
So by making change in the insurance industry, we could give a voice to those who have no voice. I still say, tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I'll tell the world what you have to say. That's my very last saying that I always say, because I think if I can give the microphone to more people, that's why I created my podcast. So people would come on and echo their thoughts. Well, the network, I've just multiplied that because now I've given literally the microphone to all these other people and allowed them to amplify. And it really is never was planned that it's just kind of all come about. And now I'm looking at it going, wow, this is really, really cool. I'm bringing on Jeff, uh, Jeff Roy from uh, Digital Pint out yep. of in, out of Canada, the largest show up there. Yep. They're going to start playing on Saturday mornings. David Carruthers is Who's coming that? over to David our podcast, coming over to our network. <laughs> We've got... We got some really great stuff. Cool. Yeah, you, I'm, you've got a dynamic group of, of podcasters for sure. Like, yeah, everybody's different. Great. Nobody has the same mentalities. Nobody's talking about the same even lines of business. It's it's all so dynamic right. and different. Like, it, it's it's a really nice, um, uh, full encompassed uh, look at the industry, right? I think everybody's got a different view of what's happening and 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 what they would do. Um, is Mitch Gibson live yet? He's live, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's live. He's had a couple. He called me he twice had about today. two or three months off, but now he <laughs> just started. Time. He just dumped us like six shows. I love I love listening oh, to Mitch Gibson. Like yeah. some Mitch Gibson that, yeah, I like that. He gets going. <laughs> the younger yeah. generation, those, those in the 20s and the new, dude, they love him. They I, absolutely love him. I think Andy lost in a foot race to Mitch Gibson in San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. And not just, got, not just there lost. Was a, there was a foot race on the uh, the Riverwalk. You got smoked. I like that kid is fast. I heard myself. Yeah, he's a little older now. Yeah, he was like nimble. I'm like 10 years older than him. Oh, yeah, Mitch Smoke. Jason, I got a question here. You said 2013 is when you started the podcast. Is that right? Correct. Correct. So podcasts, they were getting much bigger then, but they were still not what, I mean, they're not even close to what they are now. How did you, where'd that idea come from to start it? What was the like, why would I even do this? I'm busy with other things. Like, did somebody push you? Did, did you just yeah. decide to do it? And and then how were the first, how was the first year uh, of Back doing that? in 2013, 2012, 2014, we were getting bombarded by all the insure tech people who were doing their research. Yeah. They were coming in saying, what's your problem this? What's your problem that? I ran into one of those guys by the name of Brian Appleton. And he was fascinated with me. And he was like, dude, we've got to get your name out there and da, 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 da. But I didn't want to do email marketing and that shit. He's like, no we need to get you in front of people. And so I was already doing some speaking gigs. And that is where he just said to me, he said, you ought to start a podcast. And I'm like, I'm not starting a podcast. You know, I'm the chairman of the national young agents at the time. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I really want to do that. And so um, I did do it. And I immediately started getting because I know marketing enough to know I had to get controversial. And so that's what I really yep. did right off the front. And I really started attracting some people. Um, and I actually attracted the big eye, which is part of the story, who told me you need to take it down. <sighs> and their, le their legal department did. And then the second one, which I'm not allowed to say that part anymore, the second person that called me um, told me to, <clears throat> and I didn't. And miraculously, I was never asked to be chairman ever again and allowed to come back to meeting. Yeah. That's almost yeah, like a rite of passage, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and at the time, okay, this is where I'm going with this story, is Sean, Sean's question. At the time, it was such a new medium, they didn't know. They're like, what, you know, what could he say? 
What if he says something and, and, and progressive like gets mad because they didn't know. And to be honest with you, that's rightfully so. It was such a new medium at that time. Yeah. Um, but they kind of figured out after about a year or two or three, just like everybody does with technology, they were overreacting. And um, and it's also a sign of the times now. Right. So, yeah, it's just the way that it is. You're a natural Being loud and boisterous. You're a natural on the hosting side. Is it something you had to learn or you kind of just it came came for you pretty easily? It really kind of did. My uncle Mike is in a sports announcer, and I like and, Mike. Know, I like and, Mike and already. He is like he's so good at it that I used to watch him a lot when I was a little kid. Because I've thought about this myself, um, but I, I I I just go into this mode, and that's that's my. Has Mike been on mode, your podcast? You know. So anyway, I, I think we should get Mike on. We should yeah, get Mike on our Mike. podcast. Where's Mike? Maybe yeah, I, want Mike. Game with I want Mike Uncle Mike. Have him call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's so, he's great. You're like he's a so, young Joe Buck, Jason. You know. So let's. Uh, I want to switch gears, Jason. I want to try a new segment that we just created. Yes. Are you ready? Do it. We're gonna do who you're cheering for, what you're investing in, and what you're reading. All right. First one. So who are you cheering for currently? Cheering for like sports open, open, open to interpretation. Who are you cheering for okay. right now? Well, um, hmm. and don't say. I Kentucky. actually feel like you could you could go sports, but I felt like you had something no, maybe outside I, I of sports too. I'm interested. People. You know, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it's I'm interpretation. thinking. Is like, who am I yeah! cheering for? You know, I'm cheering. I'm cheering for for my staff and and for for different things that I'm doing right now. Um, but yeah. Your son just started insurance, right? Yeah, a little bit ago. Say, yeah, we, that's we what I'm saying. Share, like, yeah. I was so pumped after talking to him. My wife's on a couple endeavors right now, yeah. so something, somebody like that, I would definitely, I would be cheering for them. But yes, son would be one, would be one, because he's actually really doing well. So that's nice. uh, that's easy. It's kind of like, do you love to win or you hate to lose? I yeah. always love to win because in the position I am right now. When I, when I I win only when others win below me, you yep. know what I mean? Not yep. below me or beside me. Yeah, yeah. People who work for me. The people so that I build like you that. Up. When I was younger and I was competitive, I I hated to lose, but that's when it was about me. So I would say that other people, my son. Nice. What sports team are you cheering for? Let's let's get that. Kentucky. Out of the way. I show I I, oh. I cheer for Kentucky. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I don't really have a football. I just like watching Red Zone from 12 to 6:30 um, <laughs> with my DraftKings and my hundred dollars I spend every Sunday. You hear that? That's folks? my thing. Sports that's the best. Like, that. sports I don't have a favorite football team. That's like ADD style of watching football, man. You it's get it crazy. all. Like, you get all the, like, the key moments great. of each game. Yeah, like, it's perfect. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I also have the NFL Network, so that if like one game is real close and I don't want to watch. Watch it. I can jump over to that specific game nice. and yeah. watch it. So, oh, yeah. so yeah. What's the most I money you've won? For that, and I don't even really like football, but I have all that shit. Yeah. What's the best parlay you've hit on? Oh, dude, I did a five-game parlay, which was ridiculous. It was my first bet of the year, and I got like seventeen hundred dollars. Yes. Ding, ding, wow. ding, 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 yeah, right. it was nice. <laughs> like I've given that. all that no. back. Do no. not worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, like right inevitably now, I I so. Have, this is a good question. How much do you have in your in your account right now? Um, I have two hundred and six dollars and sixty four cents because I was looking at it earlier today. In my, in you're my preparing account. for your weekend now, yes. Andy. Like we notoriously called him out on a prior <laughs> podcast because Andy is no stranger to sports betting. And what he's done is when he got bad beats on one app, he switched to another app for good juju, right? 
And, and it so, works. how's the new app compared to the old app, Andy? I'm back down to zero, so Woo! we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> we're back. We're back. These apps I don't are bet terrible. on anything. I don't bet it. on anything except for Sunday football from twelve to six. I agree, man. Big NFL I don't bet fan. on Andy had me betting on the Rockies. I think it was the Cardinals, yeah. was it not? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't right even or... know how to bet or whatever the over and unders and yeah. spreads, and I'm not. I'm, I, no, nice. That's not me. What uh? What are you investing in? Um, DraftKings. He just well, said, well, that's yeah, more yeah, of a gamble than an investment, but you know, <laughs> no, like the stock. <laughs> Take away you. I mean, I know. I mean, I, I really have been been investing in my companies. That is yeah. the truth right now. Um, starting that virtual intelligence. Um, the VA. Uh, well, yeah, the I was going to get into that. Virtual yeah. virtual employees. That yeah. has really taken off, and so I've been investing time in that because I I'm, I'm seeing that change people's lives. Um, something that, I mean, it, it's kind of cool and, and I'm, I mean, I'll talk about it now. Uh, but I've got a buddy from Cuba who's, who, uh, left Cuba. His name is Junior. Um, and him and his wife and two kids were able to get out and they got stuck in Guyana. So we've been kind of helping them and trying to get them to see if they can try to come to Mexico and then try to see if they can get into America. The Cubans are getting different services and different, um, not services, they're getting processed differently. Mm -hmm. So if you're from Mexico or some other countries, you may have to you know, stay for a while and go through the process. But if you're a Cuban, because of the problems they're having, you can, you can come through. I invest a lot of my time and money and also in trying to help other people in Cuba. I, I, have, I have a big heart for them. How did you meet him? How'd you, how'd you become acquainted with him in the first place? I met him in the second, the second time he was my translator that yeah. the, that the people kind of put us with him with yeah. and he's fan freaking tastic human awesome. being. Jason, I remember you talking about uh, Cubano sandwiches. Are they better in Cuba? Yes, they I'm absolutely they are. are actually, and I don't like their cheese, and I don't. I, I mean, and I really don't. But together, I like theirs a lot better. And one of the greatest things they have is just ham and cheese. Yeah. And then this bread that they have—it's just cheap ham, cheap cheese, and it's so damn good, it's unbelievable. When I move to Florida in two years, one of the things I'm doing, and this is in Junior's part of this plan, yep. is that I'm going to open up a Cuban restaurant that's going to be open from five to one. It's going to be in St. Pete Beach because that's where we're going to live. Nice. And uh, we're going to start it and just have coffee and Cuban coffee. And we're going to just make ham and cheese sandwiches and like two or three other sandwiches that you can have for brunch or whatever. Cool. And then we I'm call... going to give the, and then I'm going to give the business to Junior and his wife, Mary. Oh, I, wow. I remember wow. one, awesome. uh, at the, the agency, one of our, uh, agents brought back some, uh, Cuban coffee and we called it diesel gas, man. That stuff will get you going. <laughs> <laughs> like, huge, like, wow. Dude, dude, dude it's <laughs> yeah. like cappuccino style. If, so if, if yeah, your they, caffeine's they, worn they off, go around. get some Cubano what's crazy, coffee. What's yeah. crazy there in Cuba is they drink their coffee after they eat their breakfast. Yeah. So like I get up, man, I want my coffee, yeah, you know, yeah. so oh, yeah. they kind of know that us Americans do that, but that's yeah. a little bit different. And they do, they just give you a little bit. You're like, what is this? And you drink it and you're bouncing off the damn walls. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, that diesel gas. I remember two in the afternoon. It's like, yo, pour me some. <laughs> I need it. The regular Going. stuff's worn off. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, so what's triggering the move to Florida? Like, how did that come about? And, and what is that look? Are you mo- you're moving the agency then to Florida? He's moving it with David yeah. Carruthers. I like that. You I'm sure. getting yeah. I'm getting another. I'm I'm gonna start another location down there. Nice. My wife and I were sitting on the beach back in 2020 last year down in Pensacola, Florida, and I just said to her, "Honey, did you realize that no one's that Illinois is not making us live there? Yeah. If, why do we keep talking about coming here when we're 50, 55, 60? I uh, Carruthers already kills it here. I already know the market's good for doing what we do, which is hunting whales. Right. I'll just come here and do that. And right, so is your suit game like, oh, going to well, Let's do it. Is your so suit game going to get up to speed? I've never seen Jason in, in a suit. 2023. Yeah, it seems like you got to get a Carruthers suit then. Like you got to get his tailor and get outfitted. I probably will. <laughs> I do like Southern style, so it works on me. I like clothes. Uh, but yeah, boy, Carruthers goes all out there with his Jason, stuff. You I said, love it. You said love hunting it. whales. I mean, that. Uh, I love that. Your son getting into the business when... When we were talking to him at Brainshare, I spent I spent probably an hour and a half one of those nights talking to him because I was I was more fascinated with him I think than him talking to me about insurance because I was like you know you're young you're getting into this what you're talking about is stuff I didn't learn until I was thirty right it's hard for someone like Andy said when you're younger in your twenties where people don't necessarily look at you like you're an adult yet you know mm-hmm. you hit thirty you're an adult you know. I don't know. Yep. That's just like a weird age. You can tell when it happens. But when you're younger, getting into insurance, it's harder because there's this like, quote unquote, oh, I'm professional. It's a professional space, but I'm young. Then if yep. you're going after commercial business, that's even different, even more different. So you know how to hunt whales. Uh, are you having trouble father to son telling your son how to do it? Because a lot of times the the son doesn't want to listen to the dad. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My, I'm blessed with that. Right now he does because yeah. he understands. Also, me having a, 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 a voice in the industry makes him understand like, okay, whether I like my dad or not, that might might want to listen. Yeah. He's told me that. Um, but he, he what here's what I found is that I take these guys yesterday with $364,000 account that this one over here, Jake, had prospected. How old's Jake? 22 years old. Yes. Gavin is 22. They Stole play yeah. basketball. I, I love I it. I look at them. It's like they found a secret before everybody else knows about it. And it's dude, so and dude, they are in there and I lead the discussion and they're totally jumping in. And this lady who's been the human resource director of this place, her name is Lynn. She's been there for 28 years. She looks over and says, I thought you boys were young. I didn't realize your age because as they're talking, and she said, how old are you, 28, 29? He said, no, I'm 22. She goes, oh, my God, you're younger than I thought. <laughs> and what was amazing was is that she was willing to take him as a professional because yeah. what all I've taught them is work comp. Right. 
They know work comp more than anybody you've ever seen. They're getting, they're almost certified in work comp. They know it through and through. Are they studying Carruthers so that, program? Now their is that where confidence is huge and that, that age is not relevant right now. Yeah. Is it a Carruthers style approach or you're Absol- like absolutely. a hybrid? I yeah, was I mean. the first kill. Well, I was the first one after, <sighs> after whale hunting 101, David sat down and he taught me. And then once I got to do and I got some success and started hitting some whales, that's when he created Killing Commercial, went on the stage of IAOA in 2020, blew up, and then here we are to today. But I was one of the first. Work comp is fun. I take that stuff and I teach it directly to them. And, yeah, they're they're killing it. I – yeah, I wish yeah. I knew what they what someone would have told me. Twenty two. I mean, it's like, like I said, said it's Sean. like the best kept secret where you're looking at them like, oh my god, like by the time you're thirty, you're gonna be done. Like, yeah, you're gonna that's be exactly what I just like, thought. I just, yeah, go visit your friends at thirty because we've done it and see where they're at <laughs> because they ain't doing what you're doing. I promise. <laughs> and, and, I promise you. And in calm. addition. In addition, I'm sorry. Okay. In addition, if you are a commercial producer, and I know I tout Carruthers quite a bit because I, I, I sold commercial, I ran a commercial team, and what that guy does is, is brilliant. If you are a commercial producer and you have not sought out his training, I, you shouldn't be in the business, Like to be honest with you. like I don't understand what you're doing if you haven't figured out what he's doing. And, and I'm afraid for people... If I'm a producer in my town who are using his, you know, his uh, structure and his training to go get my clients, like I, I'm yeah. nervous. Well, so. to to his credit, and honestly to your credit, I mean, I had a list earlier. You weren't in here. It was a uh, we ragged on you for. I, I like spent thirty minutes. I hope at, so. At least oh, long. Yeah, I hope so. a lot of really good stuff. But the one <laughs> good thing when we were running commercial, Jason, this is what's kind of funny about commercial is Ryan started it. And you tell me the background before so, you started insurance. Tell so us your, your insurance background for commercial insurance. What was so that? here's what happened. So my dad came to me on like a, a Friday. He's like, hey, you know, I think we're ready to start a commercial division. You want to take it on? I was like, all right, cool. I have no clue about commercial. He goes, no problem. You're going to partner with the current guy who is running like this tiny commercial, like take the lead from the personal lines and do it. I was like, fine, let's go. Because that's just how I am. Like, let's just do it. Monday, that guy quits. So he's out. So he's like, I'm gone. We're not, I'm not into this. Like, he's not a sales guy. He's like, I don't want to grow like that. I was like, cool, you know how I operate, man. I want to build a big team. That's just how it works. So he quits. Next day, our account manager quits. We have one account manager. So now it's me handling whatever funny book week. of business is still there, knowing nothing about commercial. And that was how I got into commercial. It was like, Ryan's kind of killed, but you could see the stress on him. And then... When I came over from personal lines to commercial, you know, we had a nice strategy. You you had built it up for, you know, maybe eight eight months yeah. before. There was a bit of a there was a bit of a process. But yeah. I remember this. It was I remember you saying it. Work comp is not sexy, it's not cool, it's not exciting, but it's it, the easiest foot in the door because everyone hates work comp. And so we were hunting down contractors, right? Of course. And, Ryan found, and we found a couple of very unique work comp carriers that were very unique to the specific niche we were going after. And when you picked up the phone or you dropped in and you were like, hey, tell me about your work comp. And they were like, oh, it was like a what? bird. Let, it, let him sing. Chris Sean going. was crushing it in com- no, uh, it personal Sean. lines, and he didn't need it. Like, you didn't need to come over to commercial at all. You were making plenty of money on personal lines. You were crushing it. And I said, Sean, no, 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 you, you don't understand the type of commission that we're going to chase down. Like, you don't get it. Like, if you have a $200,000 in premium day, that's like a, that's an average day on what we could do here. 
And so that's I, a lot of Chick Fil A <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah, because remember, I remember well, your first day of losing 250k in, in that one day of premium. Well, and a little little history on this, and this is where Carruthers cracked the code is Randy Schwantz, who wrote the Wedge back in 2000, 1999, 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. He wrote about this, about separating yourself. And one of the wedges he used was the work comp. Then what really got him going was, is when uh, a basic first um, InsureTech 1.0, actually back in 04, 05, 06, and some of this software started coming out. One of them was ModMaster. Yep. Now, Randy took ModMaster, which is the same thing we use today, and he elevated that by saying, you can use this as a wedge. You can use this to run all these different figures. The problem with it was, is Randy doesn't deal with anybody who's less than three, four, five million in revenue or below. So this has been kept from the main independent insurance yeah. agent for a while. David came along in 2019, how long this has been, and was like, no, 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 no. We can make this affordable to someone like us. You don't have to have Randy come in. And, and I'm, this is nothing against Randy. Randy and I are good friends, so he, he knows this. Yeah. Um, but Randy, you don't have to have someone like him who, who may cost a lot of money because let's be honest, Randy is um, requested from some of the biggest agencies out there. So it's only a, a money game, makes yeah. sense and time game. But, but at the same time, you, the little guy who has three locations and 10 people wasn't going to be able to afford that. Yeah. David allowed that to happen now. Yeah. And that, that is where he, that's where that, and that's 70% of the market. So think of that. I, I mean, know. Randy and I talked about a this back in Charlotte there. back in 2017 about how he wanted to try and reach out to this niche, yeah. but it was so hard for him to justify his own it's, margin. It's so all the stuff that sense. the big guys don't go after. They don't go after the 20,000 in rev accounts. They don't care about that stuff. Like that's, yeah. and there's a beautiful segment to be in, man. <laughs> like oh. it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. fishes from 75,000 in premium and below. Yeah. All the big guys locked in Marshall McLennan are 50,000, 500,000 in premium and above. Yep. And there's no fish hooks is yeah. what we say between 150,000 and about 400,000. Yeah. If you find an account in there, it's sitting there just waiting to be taken. Yeah. by. What's funny about that yeah. is it's not even like you have to be a good fisherman. You just have to throw a dart at it. It's just being strategic. Well, it's being strategic yeah. in the way you operate. It's not just, uh, you know, blast the entire market. Like you, I think what David has introduced into the market is having a process, having a, a reason to reach out other than, Hey, I'm an yep. insurance agent. I should write your insurance. You know, that, that yep. doesn't work. You got to have a reason. Um, and to, to your point, Jason, uh, I think a lot of insure techs have been uh, created from just processes in, in commercial insurance. Glovebox actually came from our commercial team. That's where it came from. Sean and I started working on like a very manual version of Glovebox because we had a theory that if we got our clients to... Uh, upload their subcontractor certificates into a platform that they could manage for audit time. Now we could see those certificates and we could call on all their subcontractors. So it's like, clients, go get us leads. <laughs> like, go get us leads. And that's literally where Glovebox came from to begin with. We're like, look at this. What a nice system to manage your subcontractors, sir. It's like audit yeah. is going to be the a deals. Breeze. The deals that go sold. Jason, <laughs> yeah. you know this. You, you go to an office sometimes and then you see their bookshelf on the back of the... Uh, Whoever, you know, the operations, the control, whoever's handling it. And it's like 2017, 2018. And it looks like an encyclopedia 
a library and, and it's their deck pages. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I literally had a guy, I remember this guy, so uh, he was on Boulder, we're down in Denver, it's like a 50 minute drive, it's not a big deal. It was an account, he goes, yeah, let's, let's do this. And I was like, hey, cool, send me your deck pages, let's take a peek. And he goes, well, they're all in my binders. Um, why don't you come get them? <laughs> God. Right. And I was like, well, I mean, you, you know, and then I, it, then I stopped. Because it's personalized, you email, email your agent, get me your deck page. And I didn't want to alert the other agents. So I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so you drove all up, up there. there. It was snowing <laughs> like crazy. The guy didn't open his door because he wasn't there. He calls me like an hour late and is like, oh, we had XYZ happen. So I come up another week later. I get his deck pages. But he gave me all the binders. And I like brought them home. And I was like, oh, my I God. I remember like, you rolling it with those like, binders. <laughs> it's just like you look at it. You just look at it as, again, I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 37 now. And... I don't know. I don't feel old, but if it's starting to sound old. But it's like the fact that there was a binder there. You're talking about to me, like you're talking about three years ago. We've got this is three years. Caitlin and Gavin here. Do you guys know what binders are? Like with (laughs) papers in them still? Like those are things. I believe so. Did you use those in school ever? Like three Uh, ring binders. You 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 snapped them open and you. For point of reference, I I just found out Gabby was born in 1999, and I graduated high school in 2003. So I don't know what's happening. Here we go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and so, but just that pure, like, uh, with the subcontractor, sir, it's like people literally bought off that specific thing. So my point being is what David introduced into the mainstream commercial producer is a reason to call. This is why you're calling for this, and it like it's something different from that person that your your young team is doing. Like the the people that they're calling on, they get the same pitch all the time. But when someone gives them something new, they're like, "Wait a minute, what?" It's the Jordan. No, Belfort. I'm not used to that. I'm interested. Talk to me it's more the about Belfort. that. It's The reason for my call is X. This is what yeah. it is, and David filled in that blank. This is why I'm calling. That's it. That's all it is. So, so anyway. Jason, what's the dynamic of your book of business, personal to commercial, percentage-wise? Uh, Revenue-wise, it's around 70% commercial. Okay. Policy-wise, it's it's about 65% personal lines. Okay. Because we, we bought an agency that had personal lines, had a big book, because, because what we wanted to do was get the market. Yeah. See that phone ringing? That's a that's a lead. It's, it's a lead. I, it's a lead. I, I actually love. We've I've only chatted with you on Zoom a couple of times, and I remember the first time we did it, you were right there, and the fact that you're right in the office, it I don't know, it just gives like a nice little like what we're else? in your house. <laughs> it's nice. Right. Well, that's it. That's why I could have went to my house to my studio where I normally go, but I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I like here, this. Yeah, it's cool. Office. So yeah. So I have a microphone here as well. My actually. It's not as good as the one at the house, but it's a good one. Now, I know for a fact, um, just to the left of where you're standing, you have a basketball hoop. Oh, yeah. Um, and I have basketball. Oh, yeah. There it is. And, and I want to just, like, um, replicate our bet. And I want to do this. Are on, you going on, double on, on, the, the bet? Are you going to send bet? him another double bottle of booze? the bet? You know, I love this. He's going to have to turn his uh, camera. Is that possible? <laughs> Can we see... <laughs> So the bet is he stands at a free throw line roughly seven oh, yeah, feet this. away from <laughs> the basket. The We're talking like a I don't not going to be able to do that like an eight and, inch, and record at the same time. Maybe a 12 I, inch the, the goal's I, right around there. I think last time. I think last time it was a bank shot, right? I, was I, the trust, bank open? Yeah, I trust Jason. The bank was open last Go ahead, time. Jason, this step up to the free throw line. I shot that son of a bitch probably 23 times and you saw the. You want some action on this? You want some action? Yeah, you got to get action. What's he making? Yeah, let's run. All right, I'll be here now. 10 bucks. Does he make the first one? On the free throw line for a bottle of whiskey. 
Oh, missed it. Of course oh. he did. Damn it. He goes, bucket. If I would have made it, I would have just been pissed because I would have been like, yeah, right, Casper. Right. I really did. But I didn't miss it. All right, All right Jason. Last last question in our sequence. What are you reading right now? What am I reading? Yep. I am reading uh, The Laws of Human Nature. Wow. Look it up. It's like <laughs> 670 wow. pages. I Dude, I put it on my phone. It's 33 hours on my wow. Audible. What? Wow. I'm down to like Prompted six that. hours. Because, dude, I've been doing 70, 75 hard. Yeah. So I've had, a, I've been. A yeah. Lot How great, is great that, transition. How did that end up? Because you're, yeah. you're off of the program, right? So talk about I it. I am off the program. How did it go? Um, Hardest part. But, but the, the Laws of Human Nature is a fantastic book. It talks about narcissism and all this kind of stuff. It is, it is fascinating. It's very, very fascinating. Wow. Um, 75 hard, as a lot of people know what it is, uh, but it was, uh, I started September 20th and I was done on December 3rd. Um, I, 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 you know, people are like, do you feel awesome? I do. I feel awesome because I mean, I'm not, I mean, I get out of the shower and I look at myself, I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? I mean, like I'm ripped. In God, there. I look like, good. I mean, I got, I got, I got, I'm working on my bottom eight and that's hard as hell, yeah. but I got a solid six and I've never looked like this. Like I've cool. never been, I've always been a real just skinny guy. You're getting ready um, for Florida is what it is. So, so now, <laughs> now I wake up every morning. I still go work out. I, I, I do still do two a days on Tuesday and Thursdays. Yeah. Um, so I just, uh, I absolutely loved it. It's changed who I am. I changed the way that I eat. I love, used to love sugar. I, I, I mean, I, I did the, no, I, I can't say everything on this podcast. I, know uh, I, I did the, um, I, I, I did no, I added two, um, no alcohol, no caffeine, no sugar, no cannabis, no, um, I, I, I could, I mean, I had nothing. I lived like a monk wow. literally for 75 days. Yeah. And so, uh, it was, uh, so it was, I had some commissions. There was a, numerous people in Florida came out to me. It's like, is, is Cass sober right now? Like he looks yeah. real sober. He's very sober. It was so good being around everybody though, because yeah. it was so cool being around drunk people uh, for in, in that, in that kind of space. Cause I haven't been really ever. Yeah. And it's really funny because drunk people are awesome to be around because they're such high energy. But after about two hours, they start saying the same damn thing <laughs> over and over. And the only thing about it is, is one will get more passionate the next time they say the same damn thing. And finally, you're like, guys, you're saying the same shit. I'm out of here, you know. And about that time, that's when you usually have to leave the bar if you're if you're sober. I think. But um, I, I really liked that part. I, I to be honest with you, this is only the second time that I've I've had some drinks, and that was the other time was last Saturday. Mm. I kind of like it to be honest with you. It makes my stomach hurt. But anyways, that's just me. Stop whining. So I, I journaled the whole time. <laughs> I did all kinds of shit, man. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of I think you need to get like a Home Alone, like the talk. What is it? The talk boy, whatever it was. That yeah. he uses, and record people and then play it back for them when they're oh, trying to say the same thing here. over and over again. Hold yeah, on. I got it from here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, our favorite question in the insurance space, who owns the client, Jason? Uh, Jason does. Oh, well, well, legally, <laughs> the, the, the agent does. I sure. Mean, legally, I own the expiration date. Let's say that. That's that's mm. a law. All right. Well, how about, conceptu yeah, how about conceptually? Quote. Quote. Who owns the client? In the relationship, not like in life. Like, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. 
This is like a T-ball question. Well, it, it, it is because I teach my producers the four cards of selling. So there's price, who owns that, the agent or the company, the company does. I teach them clearly the coverages do service. I believe truly at the end of the day, we can try to get as much as we can from that, but that's a pretty much get dominated by the carrier until something like Glovebox is fully integrated mm -hmm. to where we have that that open all both uh, two-way communication yep. open as you are with some of your carriers now. Um, but I also think that, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. The Number four on the sales. Teacher, yes, the, the last one is, is relationship. The relationship, yeah. so who owns one. that 100%? Yeah, the, the, the client answer. does, or the so I don't know if that answers it that way, but I would say that the agent owns the uh, the renewal date. Nice, yeah. the relationship, it's a great answer. So, <laughs> here's the last question that I have, and I, I'm probably wrapping up because I know it's I Friday, and you get, yeah. What do you love about the insurance industry and what do you hate about the industry? No, it's what grinds your gears. No, I want to know what you love and what you hate. It's a 50 cent moment. Love it or hate it. I want to know. Like, what do you love about our industry? Dude, what do you song. hate about our he industry? Loves 50 it's, cent. Cent. <laughs> it's also a great book, The 50th Law. See? Hmm. So, so one of my most recent articles that I wrote talks about this exactly what it is. Um, talks about the five law or the uh the three biggest lies we tell ourselves that prevent us from finding the five truths of insurance. Wow. There's a lot and, there. <laughs> right. Like so like there's that. three lies that prevent us from finding the five truths. Okay. And the three lies um, are certain things like I, I need uh, the more carriers I have, the more business I'll write. Sure. Right. Yep. Yep. That's a lie that we tell ourselves <laughs> that absolutely drives us yep. directly yep. into yep. the ground. Um, I, I like laws, like I was saying with the law of nature, the, the law of this and that we believe that, well, this isn't, they come in, they want you to write their motorcycle only, but they wouldn't have all their other stuff at state farm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes think to ourselves, well, if I write this, maybe later I'll get that. And that never happens. Yeah. And so that there's these other things, but the truths are the most important part. The truths are five things. Number one is flexible schedule. One of the greatest parts of being an insurance agent is that you have a flexible schedule. You never miss your kids' games. You can be the coaches of all the sports. You guys know this. Yeah. Yep. Number two is financial freedom. I have more money in my in my life right now than I ever knew that, that I would ever make. And I'm going to make way more than I ever thought when I was a little kid. Yep. That's just the honest truth. And if someone like me, Jason Cass, can do it with no college degree, anybody can do it. You really can. Amen. Number two is community influencer. You get to be a community. You get to be somebody in your community. You get to be somebody people look up to in times of tragedy. You're they're the person that they think of is you. And not only that, they think of you whenever they need to support a local uh, uh, um, uh, youth baseball team or the local cultural society. They think of you. Number four, you get to be an empire builder. Building your own book and owning those expiration dates you guys were talking about, yeah. that's me creating something. That's my shares in somebody's corporation that could be changed in, transferred in to being an owner. People who never thought that they could be an owner can be by being a really good producer. And number, number five is mentorship. To being able to be able to turn around and know that you yeah. can affect other people by just telling them your faults. Yeah. Not even your wins, telling yeah. them your faults. 
And those are what I call the five truths of insurance. If you do insurance right and you understand what in truth insurance is, you will get all five of those. And that's almost like insurance enlightenment yeah. is what I like to say. I would actually add one if that's okay. And it's Come on. Fucking tremendous, man. Uh, I would add one lie to that. And it's if, if I'm not the point of call or email on at every single point in the process with my clients, I'm not valuable as an independent agent. I think that's a big lie that people tell themselves. Yeah, that is a big lie. They tell huge lie. Yes. Like if they're not calling me for something then I'm not valuable in the process and that is a hundred percent wrong. There's a hundred percent wrong. So I would just add that to the it, line. It's, it's, you know, it's true because what you're saying is they're being selfish in that, right? The client has a problem and they need a, and they need a solution. Yeah. That's what they care about. They don't give a shit who Correct. is going to give it to them. They right. don't know, care if they got to call in and get it, or if they need an app, their first thought is an app. Their right. thought is how can I do this myself? Sure. But if I can't, I'll call in. I need a solution. I don't care if I speak to Jason or not. When I'm pissed off and I have a problem, I'll ask for Jason. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And yep. that's okay. That's and, that's cool. I mean, how many of those calls do I get a year? Ten? Nobody's yeah. ever mad at Jason. Oh Come on, man. <laughs> Nobody's mad at Jason. I'm mad about him lying about that goddamn basketball shot. <laughs> I got one 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 small. I admitted it. I admitted it. Send that I had to do it. Send that whiskey back. That's hilarious. I'm so glad you did that. Over and over I am so glad you did that. Jason, when is the book? coming out man you have a lot to say you have a lot of knowledge in there i got well i had my book in 2015 customer service just foreplay i have another one called the great (laughs) separator it's just that life has taken me in so many different areas right now that um there's a lot of unserved areas in the insurance industry yeah we have insure tech that's just filling those holes galore but there's a lot of um the fluff is starting to settle there's all this hype and shit that's been going on yeah, with yeah. these different people and how yeah. wow they are. And the, the fluff is starting to settle and, and, and there's a lot of opportunity springing up. So I really haven't had a lot of chance. I haven't had a chance to do it, but I believe with the next one called the great separator, Sean has to do with the fact of um, data people process data people process is everything. And I think that once people understand that you guys do, it's, it's about connecting with people and through a process yep. and, and the data that, that is flowing. I believe that, the, that in the future, you will have more, um, your, the data of your agency will be worth more yep. than the Your revenue yeah. of your yep. agency. Yep. It sounds like, and it uh, won't even be close. Yeah. It won't even be close. And that's already happening today. I was just on another podcast this morning talking about that with somebody and they were telling me about these things that are occurring. Um, and so that is that is not, a process is going to become essential because to collect the data, mine the data correctly, to yep. be able to make sure that the client is that. seeing a good no, um, client experience on their app. We need to make sure that the information is going into the company the correct way. We have to make sure that we have processes and automations and manual I've, automation, I like to there's say. There's a soundbite here. I've said it. That. And it's you're spot on, so, man. And I've so, said this numerous so the, times. The, the thing is, here's the thing. It used to be customer service, then it was customer experience, then it went to customers' expectations. And when you meet all that together, you get what's called the most important part with this customer excellence. Yep. Because it's, a, it's about the experience they have of all the services that are coming about. But it's also what they're most important is when you deliver to them things that they didn't realize they needed. 
And whenever you start selling pet insurance inside of Glovebox, whenever you start selling renter's insurance, whenever you start Personal maybe not renter's insurance, but some of the other stuff that yeah. you guys do to help cross sell. Yeah. Now you're starting to meet the, you're starting to help the agent meet the unexpectations. Now think of that. Yep. Customers' expectations are important. But how about customers' unexpectations? Mm -hmm. And when you can deliver that, that's the wow factor that makes yep. your makes your product, makes your service pop. Yeah, and I believe yeah. that's the next thing to develop that customer excellence. So that's what the great separator is about. But when I started writing the great separator two years ago, I didn't even have any of this customer excellence in there. Yeah. So it's kind of still building. I realized I would done it too early. So that would be my next now one. You're I talking, don't know when I'll get to you're, it. you're talking ghostwriter, right? Because you don't write. You don't, you can't do that. He's busy. He's a busy man right here. <laughs> That's right. Cool, we'll, we're we're going to have to do a cool. round two. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. wrap up because Jason's a busy guy. Yeah, but I wanted like, to get into the but like, what, There's what, a lot more what, that, what, that. One, one more thing I want to touch on real quick. Jason, you're coming out to the One City World Tour in January, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Uh, what are you looking forward to the most? And are you going to be able to put up with Andy for two days? Like that's my, those are my two questions to wrap this thing up. We're to, hanging out the whole Andy, time. He's, to he's, this he's thing coming home. to my house. For sure I can put up with him. <laughs> he's sleeping yeah. at my house. Oh um, man. No. Yeah. The, uh, um, I'm coming out there. I'm looking forward to, I'm trying to think of the date, the 19th, which is a Wednesday. I'm flying back out cool. on Saturday. Nice. I'm looking forward to just being there with all these different people. Um, I don't know who's, you're on fucking stage. idea it was to decide to everybody to fly into Denver in fucking January. <laughs> but okay, you know, that. Uh, whatever. I'm going to blame that on Bradley. Um, I think that was Bradley's it idea. Was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just had it. We had our first snow day today. We so. should get some action today. going on whether Scott Howell's going to wear sleeves the entire uh, conference because I don't think he will. Yeah. January is a great time to have an event. There's nothing going on, but you got to go. You got to be south of where that is. But anyways, no, Bradley's having a great event. It's going to be a great time. It's gonna be good. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to hang out with them on Thursday and Friday. And then Travis and I are going to uh, enjoy actually Denver ourselves, him and I on Friday. So it's going to be a fan freaking fastic tastic. We're time. here for it, man. Yeah, and some of the people that are speaking there are absolutely phenomenal. So yeah. and I there's mean, some people really that nobody even knows it. about. And I know Andy. I mean, yeah. I know um, uh, Andy. Um, I know Bradley, and then they. You guys don't do things normal, so I'm assuming there's gonna. It's not gonna be a normal conference. Well, what do we have? Like two, three hundred pinatas so, ready? And I think yeah. there's a that's there's a balloon. Of, there's someone for balloon animals. I that's believe. me. Don't oh, give you're it doing away. Balloon. Don't give well, it away. I keep saying this. Sean's gonna do a bake sale. I can make a dog so. and a snake. All right, Jason. It's been a blast. Have a lovely day. Cease and desist, baby. Thanks for uh, joining us today, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Jason. Are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication? It's time you switch to a solution that keeps the team connected seamlessly. Introducing Lightspeed Voice, your gateway to a revolutionary VoIP system designed to elevate your business communications to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs, whether it's video, conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding. Lightspeed Voice, they've got you covered. They got my agency covered at the Insurance Alliance. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers a seamless integration, making the switch to our VoIP system a breeze. Our expert support team, that's what they're known for, is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and efficient transition 
for your business. That's right. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool. It's a strategic investment in your business success. It is. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. It's a win-win, and it is. You can put that money somewhere else. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. Visit our website or call now to schedule a demo and see firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communications. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync. CAS approved.